0: It's like my dreams, reach. It's pain in
1: all this if you see God if you in grief, tell him it's crazy in these streets, my pain. Yo, I'm Pastor Phil. Welcome to Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets with my great co-host Pastor Jay and Ruck Boy on Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM, channel 154. That's right, we are back. You thought you got rid of us that quick? No, sir, Rebobby, Jr.? <laughs> this is Pastor Phil, and we are here back on the block, church on the block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets, man. And we got a crazy question and dialogue today with you on the show. Dr. Jay?
0: Yo, what's up, y'all? It's Pastor Jay in the building. You know how we do, man. We finna get it in today with this band question series. Yeah, yes. we are really, really tripping today because we finna bring it out, the big guns. Talk to us, T. What we doing today? Yo, we're
2: going to talk about... Different religious groups today. Yes. Ooh. And what that looks like and why people are attracted to them.
1: Yes. Mm. Yes. Why are people attracted, especially African Americans in, in the hood, attracted to these various religious groups? And we're going to not, this is not about bashing nobody. That's this right. is not, you may think it's a traditional bashing of religious groups and organizations. We are all about, uh, bringing light to certain situations, and then reflecting on us as followers of Christ. And what does that really mean? And, and, and where are we at? Where's our shortcomings with all of that at the same time? So we want to talk about everything from black he- Hebrew Israelites to to um, uh, Jehovah Witnesses to uh, Muslims. Right. And uh, I've got good friends in each of these groups of people. Right. Yeah, yeah, um, and oftentimes just in my dialogue with sometimes with cast and we can bounce it off from here. It's like I left the church because, and they give you a bunch of reasons for me, mm-hmm. right? And oftentimes I left the church because I wasn't learning nothing. left the mm-hmm. church because they wouldn't teach nothing. Left the church because the pastor flirted with my with my wife or you know, anything like yep. that. Taking yep. the money, yep. you know yep. what I'm saying? Pastor had his and her, uh, you know, RAV4s. Yeah. I mean, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a RAV4, man. <laughs> most of the most gonna say Mercedes Benz. Not, business, not right, a RAV4, but like a Bentley or something right. like that, you know? Mercedes well, went in box trucks or whatever. But, but looking at all of that, right? I always ask the question when it comes to that, why didn't you dive deeper in pushing the church? Like yeah. in, 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 in light of in light of expecting a man or a woman to be the sole food you're going to get, why wasn't there something else initiated in light of your own growth? You follow what I'm saying? Because you just waited for folks to feed I mean, you couldn't do that in life. I'm just waiting on um my wife to feed me. She's tired. Uh, I'm tired. We're not going to eat today, so you, I'm going to die. Cause you, I mean, we have to pursue where we're going to get our food from, right? So, I mean, just dialogue that with me, brother. Like, when people who, that you know have left the church, maybe dove into going back to Jehovah. I mean, I grew up, my 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 wife's family were Jehovah's Witnesses. Like, mm. Jehovah, now a lot of them are believers now, right? They, yeah. they, they're believers, but yeah. they were Jehovah's Witnesses. Mean, I, on, on, I mean, back in the day, you know, when I went all that, you know, deep in the faith, I'd be like, Driving by, like laughing at them because they was walking with the suits on 500 degrees together. I'm like, y'all crazy. <laughs> I, I, I might have had a few water balloons, but that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> All right. and I, I ain't going to go on to that. So, but go
2: ahead. Let's do this. We kick it off and I'll talk to you about why I almost left. Okay. okay. And What's up? who I almost left to go be with. So
1: wow. okay. go you, ahead. you
2: know the brothers in the purple robes.
1: Uh-huh. What? Talk to us. Talk
2: Hebrew to Israelites. Us. They don't like to call themselves the black Hebrew Israelites. Right. But uh their sect is called the IUIC, Israel United in Christ. The reason why they appealed to me, mainly during the pandemic, right before the pandemic kicked off, I started seeing a bunch of their videos of them marching through communities wearing their purple robes um and they, they were marching through some of the most yeah dangerous communities uh in memphis and and they've even done some marches here so for me i'm sitting back right as we're going into the pandemic with a toxic president and the world's going nuts and i'm like i need to be with them brothers mm. i need to be where i see the discipline where i see people who are not going to take it no more for wow. black people okay. they they yep. saying hey this is what our community needs <laughs> right. then they also got to reminding us who we who we are as right. far as black people and uh one of the biggest challenges we have is people saying hey well the bible was not it's not it's not written right or right. we don't see right. ourselves in the bible and they're like no we're in the bible yeah and mm-hmm. so i i felt that attraction to them and i was like man what would it be like to see me in those purple robes walking up and mm. down the street? Mm. But you know, I, I had some reasons, and we can talk about that later why I didn't do it. Um, but I came close, and, and and I know we we got a bunch of Christian rappers who have made their transition, right? right. Uh, mm. And I've watched and I've listened to their conversations behind yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Right. Now, are you saying, T, that uh, the, how do you say the IU? I U I C.
0: It's Israel United, United, United in Christ. Christ. So they're
1: they're Christ followers. Yeah. As as Hebrews, mm-hmm. it's following the Jewish tradition of the faith. Is that what you're right. saying? And so when you looked at that, right, in uh, the pandemic and everything else that was going around, um,
2: plus I was angry. I was angry with Christianity no too. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that that right. all
1: that all makes it a, a, a solid fact. and that probably you look back at some of the guys who you know people we know and that and yeah. that were on that shift. Like, uh, but in the context of that, you mentioned discipline, mm-hmm. like, are you saying that in light of uh, their discipline, you saw that as something that was more appealing, more, more solid than, than followers of Christ discipline?
2: Well, so, you know, one of the statements you always make is, you know, when men stand up, boys sit down. Right. So what I saw was a bunch of men, mm-hmm. black men, Latino men, and and, uh, and other minority groups standing up with this organization saying, no, we're not going to take it. We're not scared of y'all. These are our communities. We're going right. to march through here, and we're going to let y'all know what it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Man. Yeah. So then
2: it Either creates- get with us. It's kind of the same movement we saw with Malcolm X mm-hmm. back in the days man, when, when they were marching through. It's that like- same appeal that started pulling – Black people into, yep. the, into the nation of Islam. That's right. It's the same that's right. exact appeal. That's appeal. Right.
1: Yep, yep, that's true. Brother, and you know, Malcolm X, and we read his autobiography and the, the things that really happened in the context, like it created a, a, um, uh, I mean, for on a man's eye, a, a masculine grasp of, of of my value and and I'm not just going to be punked by this man, by this system. Right. He's a black man standing up for me. You know, all those kind of things like that. And he's saying and he ain't, and he ain't backing down. He's saying the truth. So, and then you look at Christianity, we talking about, when they come or when they come through the woods through. what the heck yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. Yeah. Right. and so yeah. you find and then and then and then you find this irony of this getting beat down and, and nothing happening nothing happening why are we getting beat down and, and nothing happening and then slowly things happen but it only happened because of x y and z but was it really it's kind of like Abraham Lincoln the savior of the of the uh, uh, civil, uh, civil, you know, c- the union or whatever the case is, but it was really politics, and right, it was just right, right. about black folks. Right, know, right? So,
0: exactly. Um, so Jay, what you yeah, saying? no, I I
1: appreciate you sharing your
0: story, T. I think it's it's a story that I hear all too often. And when I think about my own stuff, I always have been enamored with the Nation of Islam. Mm-hmm. Just growing up in Chicago, I believe, you know what I mean. Yeah, being the yeah, home with exactly. that thing, growing exactly. up on the South Side, I was down right, the street. Right. From where Farrakhan lived, like I just, I just always enamored. I saw brothers on the corner with bean pies. Hey, they fired on the bean pies. Come on, man! <laughs> so much discipline. You know, you see brothers who was out there bad. You know what I mean on the block, struggling. And then next time you see him, they like in a suit, clean, got a job, right. you know, articulate. Right, like right. You're like, man, what happened? And, <laughs> and they're <laughs> like, man, I'm I'm over here at you know at the at Mariam now, man. And I, and I'm like, okay. And then when I started meeting brothers from there, I started realizing that the Nation of Islam had a good grasp of Scripture too. No they doubt. didn't just use the Quran. You could tell me everything about the Bible, Ooh. and they, they didn't have a hatred for Jesus. It went on like, oh, Jesus. Not like, no, Jesus is that dude. Like, we love. Right. Him. I'm like. Okay, hold on, maybe this ain't so bad. And it wasn't until I got deeper, into doing some research on my own about like the origins right. of, of the nation of Islam, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm down with some of the origin stories, you know, sure. and, and some of the ways they look at the stories, you know, looking at the tribe of Shabazz as the greater tribe because right. it's dark skinned and all those other things. Right. That's when I started to separate, but agreeing oh. with you T, this idea of discipline, and seeing yep. black people disciplined and strong and family strong and yep. work, man, there's something about that coming right. from a people group that has been intentionally separated, seeing our children separated from families, yep. seeing yep. families torn apart, yep. and seeing the results of that, that is attractive. So it makes sense to me why people will go towards these tribes that are that are more about identifying with our blackness right. than it is with our Christianity or yeah. our faith. Right? Yeah. And black people have never, ever separated. <laughs> Right. Our cultural identity right. from our religious affiliation, ever. Right. And America tries to get you to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's why we lean more towards stuff that actually elevates our cultural identity, you know. And then we go, okay, so Jesus understands my blackness, I'm down. Oh, Allah understand my blackness, I'm down. True. Oh, I could be a Hebrew and understand my blackness, I'm down, right?
2: Right. Or and so, oh. I'm in the Bible. Yes,
0: <laughs> right. Because because everything about the Bible was like blind. I mean, I can't right. even believe, man. You look at the old movies. Right. They find a way to make Egyptians white. I know. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like it's crazy, bro. Like so, I, I get it. I I really get it. You know. And I wish that we as Christians understood it more, so we wouldn't stop making it about religion all the time. Right. Yeah. This is not an apologetics conversation to me. Mm-hmm. It's more about. Understanding why people need to be draw, are drawn to these different religious sects, and it's more about cultural identity. So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, the reality of of uh, what we have not done in the faith and African American uh, congregations and churches uh, um, is is almost like you know education, like public public school education. Like you you're not taught this, so therefore you don't function in this way, and then you get in a situation where you're questioned about it. Now you're like, what you mean? You didn't learn this in school. You didn't learn this in school. What you mean, honey? What do you mean? I want to, you know. So same way it is in, in, in the faith. I mean, I remember being, being in McDonald's talking to a, a Muslim cat, and he was debating me on where did Christ say he was the Messiah. at? Well, here's a passage in, um, in, in four John four, and here's a passage in the Old Testament where he said the Son of Man, which is a passage in uh, Daniel chapter seven, where that passage is only um, Aramaic ever in the Old Testament. That part in Daniel, right, and in, that part in Daniel chapter seven is equating to the Son of Man. Christ never had to fight for him being a man. Son of man was not a term to say I'm a man. I'm a. I'm a we know you're a man. It was another term that was equating to So we went back and forth and t- dialogued about it. But it was like, fortunately, in some of my own studies, my own efforts to like, what is faith like? Especially growing up in church when my dad was, you know, verbally and physically abusive to me, but also teaching Sunday school and leaving church, talking about these boopity boop, boop, mm-hmm. ain't learning the Bible, boopity boop, what <laughs> the boop are they doing it? in church? He going off on the, in the car. I'm like, wow, okay, this is what, what I didn't get all that. And so... What is faith like let me investigate it and learning oh this is what i understand this to be but this has never really been been grasped to, this is not really true for me but man i really appreciate this discipline and this angle with being able to say the word enough to be able to have at least a handle on uh some things but you're right it's like it's like the discipline to know that word the discipline of of coming together in worship whether they're muslims or, or Hebrew Israelites or even um you know, seven day Venice, which is Christian group, yeah. yeah. they worship on Saturday, or, or or um, you know, Jehovah Witnesses. In mm-hmm. the sense that there is a a level of I want to learn, I need to learn. Um and yet somewhere in the church, it wasn't offered that, it wasn't given that kind of move. And 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 whatever got burnt or frustrated, I went to this one class and in this one class of the Hebrew Israel, and I learned so much more in that one class. Right man, the church ain't been teaching me nothing, right? And so you just got open. You just got open. And, like, why wasn't there that commitment to be that open in the faith? Uh, yeah, you, you, you're you on point with that, Phil, because here's what
0: I think our response always is. And I think now black folks are just adopting uh the majority church culture kind of like response to this, whereas we never did before. So there were always books like Kingdom of the Cults and like all these books that always separate us. So so what's the difference, right? Like you got to know your faith and then those other people are out there. But black folks never really, really kind of like took to that because it wasn't those other people out there, it was our cousins, our uncles, like Ray Ray next door. Like it wasn't, they weren't some other people that we had to defend against. They were our family that we were trying to understand. And what I'm hoping that we don't do now, because I see people starting now that we got a little bit of, you know, seminary knowledge behind and stuff, now we want to do urban apologetics. So now we want to be. The same way we want to push people away and say they're wrong, they're bad, they're a sect, they're a cult, versus trying to understand who our family is, wh- why they made the decisions they made, and then try to reintroduce them to the Christ that we know mm. through love. Mm. So I th- I just hope that the conversation can go more about how do we bring people closer rather than pushing them away.
1: Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah that's what the I think reality man. of the reality of uh, the introduction of faith in the Christian context. Right? Um, has been skewed. There's all kind of skews. You got cats being hoisted on a on a throne, right? <laughs> being brought into the church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then yeah. Somebody from that congregation bringing a stack of loot to <laughs> drop come it home, at man, their feet. Yo, know, you you say so you just an average cat. You don't even know what's going on. Yeah. You kind of got some issues in your life, man. Let me find out what's up with God. You turn on that channel, and you see this situation. You like either a oh, is the hustle is real? It's the same kind of hustle. Or man, I gotta find that's. I knew there's an article in, and we about prosperity gospel, too. Right? I mean, I know we talked about that on one other show. But like the reality of having, um, um, especially in the African-American context where there is a perpetual, uh, uh, like what I call, like like we talk about conditioned hopelessness, but, but, but this perpetual uh, hopelessness cycle. Mm. And yet the church to bring that to me, and yet I'm just wide open and hoping that this uh, you know, whether it's prosper—I I got I to get a—I got to get a, 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 a crib for my baby. That's that's two thousand dollars, but my mortgage is two thousand. Which one should I do? Pay for? Mm-hmm. I remember there was an article in the newspaper in Atlanta asking that question. Yo, we're gonna come back with a question about more issues around the faith and what is our challenge as followers of Christ to step deeper into our own ethnicity and faith and bringing in that discipline. that these called. <laughs> You're listening to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. Holy Culture Radio, CSXM 154. Come right back. We got more in store. Welcome back to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. And we got this dope question and dope conversation today around, you know, the discipline of the faith or the lack of discipline of the faith and how that perhaps has caused even even believers uh, to, to look at, whether it's Jehovah's Witness, Hebrew Israelites, uh, Islam, or, or or folks never to look at Christianity because of the the lack of discipline or the lack of uh, tough love and seeing uh, what what love really looks like when it comes to um, uh, living for the, living for Christ in a context, right? But but how do we become those uh, uh, you know how do we how do we become a testimony of faith in the midst of all of the uh, faith and all the beliefs that are, that are out that way? You know, and hip hop has always had. Um, uh, a, a hand in, in 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 faith and in 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 religion and uh uh you know five percenters and everything with that phrase right right uh, rock name mm. broken down right mm-hmm. <laughs> so in the context of of that it 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 came from the roots of who that person was and he brought that to the microphone uh, Jay you was gonna uh, drop some on that
0: yeah I I just wanted to you know to really bring up that conversation about like how much hip hop has impacted especially in the African-American community, but probably in others as well, um, our connection and understanding of faith. And many, may, many probably step away from Christianity and try out other religions because of what we were listening to and enculturated by. I know, I grew up listening to Wu-Tang Clan. I love the Wu, man. A matter of fact, we're going to see them soon, y'all. Exactly. Right, like so. Word is bond. <laughs> and so because of that, like, they were heavily immersed in the 5% uh, religion, uh, the, the, you know, the the 5% to gods in the earth, you know, and, and calling themselves God. What up, God? You know, all that. Right,
1: right. And
0: right. I remember, man, just listening to it every day. Every day, I'm listening to a new album. I'm listening to 36 Chambers. I'm listening to Only Built for Cuban Links. I'm listening to cow I'm listening to all of them. And over and over and over again, I'm hearing this, and I find myself repeating stuff and saying stuff didn't even know what I was saying. But, it makes me wonder how many more people went further with it, especially if you was in New York, because mm. that's where the religion was kind of birthed in the late sixties. Right. And so you had people actually on the corners talking about, you know, don't you know your mathematics son, Ooh. you know what I mean? All right, that. Right, right, right. And whereas in Chicago, not so much. Right. So I'm just imagining like a whole culture and a whole generation of people stepping into another realm of faith, Right. Based off of the culture that they were most connected to, which was hip hop. And I'm just wondering, you know, T talked about it earlier. We see this same thing happening even in hip hop that's affected by Christianity, right? Like Christian hip hop. We've seen people go from saying, yo, I don't know if I'm down for like this evangelical Christianity has been poured down my mouth. And so I'm moving more towards Hebrew Israelism, right? Like I like what they said. Or I might even be dealing a little bit more with like, uh, you know, more to dealing towards Garveyism and, and escape and like going back to Africa and getting my own thing, you know, like there's all these different right, ways. right right And, uh, and I just want to talk a little bit about how much hip hop has impacted that KRS-One, right? Yeah. Like yeah. all these folks, I could think about everybody, Nas at the time, Common, Busta, right. every name I could think of, everybody was saying the same thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So.
2: And I think what's unique to us as African Americans is we don't, have an identity. Mm. Our identity starts at slavery, so anything before that is it's lost. And so, it, it it's this big question mark of what do we believe, what do we know, and and so when you have groups like five percenters or Muslims or uh, the Hebrew Israelites come along and tell you who you are and who you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to act, you start to sit back and be like, huh that make a lot of sense. Mm. That's appealing. Mm. I want that. Yeah. Right, Yeah. right, right. And,
1: and where is that in uh, in that level of appealing uh, in the faith? I knew one pastor, there's probably several in Chicago, because I think it was a coalition of some African-American pastors, maybe a Methodist, United Methodist, or uh, CME mo- mostly perhaps, that were um, about newsletters and inf- informing their congregations on really – what it means to be, um, what it really means to be, you know, that level of, of, uh, of a believer in the, in the sense that the African American, this is valuable to us when it comes to how we bring, um, wholeness to our people. I mean, James Cone, you know, talked about it and, and I think in the midst of, uh, 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 it not being talked about and preached about and, and lived out and valued even in an African-American worship experience. It's almost as if you skipped over the black experience mm. and you went right to this thing and, and this is how we're going to be. But, yo, know, I'm in pain right now. I'm broke, got laid off. I just got beat down. My kid got shot. All these things that uh, the other facts was talk, talking about and even talking against and yet validating that experience of pain and bringing in their, their, their faith and understanding of faith in the midst of that reality, right where, so I say that becomes appealing because, like you talking about the guys marching through the block, my I don't see my church block walking through the block. Right. They, they, they they had them purple joints on, They probably had some stuff strapped up in that joint. we ain't gonna <laughs> say, <laughs> say why they was walking so boldly up in that joint, right? Yeah. But uh, in the midst of having uh, that absence, that void in an the, in the African American context, right. So I think hip hop we're gonna we're gonna cover that void. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this, right? When S one in that video, right, he's in the classroom, you know. You know, Shem was the son of, he begins yes. to break oh, the yes. whole joint yes. down, man. Moses yes. was like, yo, the edutainment, the masses. Yes. And yes. so even our year, I remember <laughs> our year, I came as
2: Moses, you know. He, the man was just breaking it down, but yes. you couldn't follow my commandments. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Right, right, right. Overseer, officer, overseer, officer. I mean, overseer, bringing down overseer, stuff overseer, where yeah. where, <laughs> where, he was speaking to our pain oh, and man. then bringing light to it and then illuminating our weed. And then you're, all of a sudden you're like, man. Why am my church talking about this? And I think oftentimes black pastors in the church are, are, are scared. I mean, they have not been taught themselves in a European epistemology, a European uh, study of knowledge and theology. And so therefore, you have no courage or no, no, uh, no insight of how that uh, truth is in the Bible and where the scriptures are that teach you about your own heritage and culture in the context of that. Or even science, when Mark talked about the, the sun was this and the earth the earth. Went around the sun, and we like, "No, they they went to jail and killed people because of that." I and mean, you look in the Bible, and it's like, "Oh, okay, we rotate around the sun. Okay, the sun rotates. Oh, okay, I see how that how that works." And so now it was like, you discover that through 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 the Word of God in, in, in the midst of that, right? So I say that in light of it being like uh, a a a void. Hip hop su- supported that void. I mean, I, I talked about one other time in a radio show where where um, I was at this club, and he's dudes getting into a fight. They broke this fight up and it was smooth how they did it. They didn't like hurt nobody. They had a real, they talked to these guys. I said, man, how'd y'all do that now? I'm on some or something I'm drinking but it was like we treat gods like the gods they are. I was like, dang, right? Mm -hmm. It was like they affirmed in their world, right? That 5% of this is you are God and so therefore we treat you as such. and then by that standard, you like, dude, I'm respected. Yes. firm with me. I was on some nonsense. Okay, you right. All of a sudden, it's like, no, I man, what the? How you do that? What's up? Becomes real, right? right yeah. yeah. So that yeah. that void that I mean, was out there with, within the black church, with young adults coming through that culture, hip hop. Man, these mugs just spit that. Yeah, that's and right. They laid it out. That that's way, right. You know I mean, Wu Tang, everybody, right? There. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: it it speaks directly to the soul. Of somebody who's been marginalized your entire life, right? When you're fighting for everything you got, when every piece of your history seems to be tied to oppression, yeah. when every image you see is tied to somebody else owning you and having property over you or seeking dogs <laughs> you or <laughs> right, heart. right? Right, right, right. And then right, somebody right. come to you and say, "What? Don't you know you got Don't you know you guys, chosen people? Don't you right. know that you are the, you know, creators of this? And da da da. Everything starts in Africa, right? Like, even if it's true or not true, you like. I just need to hear that, like you breathing it in, like <laughs>
1: ah, real like, talk, like real some talk. Some
0: positivity, some affirmation of my I am humanity. A firm. Yeah, so, I am a man. <laughs> exactly, I'm a man. So you soak I'm somebody. it
1: Yeah, yep. yep.
0: you soak it up, and it's not. That's why I say it really has very little to do with the religious beliefs. Right? To me, religion is nothing but the rules you put around my faith.
1: Yeah. Right. Yep.
0: I have my faith rooted in something and then you give me all these rules to tell me how I'm supposed to practice that. <laughs> and so what we do is we really breathing in the affirmation, the empowerment, the the joy of being someone. And then we so enamored by that. Then they give us some rules. And we yeah. go, well, we better follow them rules because I want that feeling all the right, time. Right. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right, if Christianity right. was affirming and empowering and doing yeah. the things that those things were doing. Yeah. It'd be the same response. Right, right. So right. to me, it's not about getting people to follow different rules. That's why I don't think it's about apologetics. It's really about helping people feel affirmed and empowered and knowing. So the Imago Day in Christianity does the exact same thing. Right. We just don't ever talk about it. <laughs> I
2: was uh, I read this book. Uh, it's called Reading the Bible from Within the Margins. It is written by hey, Miguel. First of all,
1: you, you read a book.
2: I read a book. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I hey. know. I know you I know you're talking, always got to have about, pictures in this. <laughs> he,
0: he always talks I heard that. always got pictures. <laughs> right, right. He always talk about we as theologians and seminarians. But who bringing out the book? That's
2: what I'm saying. I'm bringing What's out so? the book. That's because I hang out with y'all, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, I know y'all read the book too. Uh, <laughs> but it's written by uh, book, Miguel de la Torres. Yeah. De la Torres. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he says in here, he says, without vision, my people perish, warns, warns the prophet Hosea 4-6. As cultural genocide destroys the vision of a people, it turns them into non-persons. Mm,
0: wow. That
2: stuck with me. That's woo. it. Because it was I was non-persons? just like, man, that's every African-American I know right now. We're we're a lost people. So when you have these groups that come in to give them some type of vision about who they are right. and what they're supposed to be doing, or somebody's challenging you on your mathematics every day, yeah, that's
1: right, that's right.
2: Like you start to feel, oh, I got a vision. They got a vision that I'm supposed to follow.
1: Right, that's right, right. Because right. who who's out there spitting that? Like for real, you know? Like you like you said, Jay. Like I'm not hearing this nobody's affirming this it's been a cultural uh, uh uh lack of affirmation that's almost like a law like you can't affirm a a, a black person in a af, in a Bible movie uh right. in, in Egypt right. it has to be a light-skinned white looking like <laughs> Egyptian um so you can't even get affirmed in Hollywood mm, and right. that kind. And oh, it right. becomes and it becomes uh, I, we, we went somewhere, man, to uh, play and, and, and through Kids Across America, like the, the the Kaleos went, and it was a black Jesus in Branson, Missouri. I was like, oh, snap. Oh, no, man. Oh, but snap. But the fact that that was an anomaly uh-huh, is right. the issue. Right. <laughs> it's, like, like, it's real. I mean, when the scripture said there was nothing attract to, to attract us to him, that would be likened unto a black <laughs> guy on the cross. Oh, <laughs> no, I mean? come on,
0: bro. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: No, you know, it's, it's ju- true. Just, just. That little caveat, if the church and the people of faith and the the men of God, right, could, could, and women of God could stand up in that space and speak that truth. I mean, I think it would, it would create that, that missing link, you know, that oftentimes is pursued. And even, and then, and then it's like, well, let's, let's stop talking about that and let's get back into the word. Like, see, (laughs) that's
0: why. For me, my faith has to be place-based. Exactly. See, when you know that you are living out of faith in a specific context, right. you understand what good news is to those people in that place, yep. right? If we're living in a community that's marginalized, never being affirmed, always feeling like they're on the outside, what do they need to hear that would be good news? Yep. You are creating the image of God. Just your inherent Birth in this world gives you worth and power and beauty. Those are the types of things that we need to be saying when we're in this context. And maybe if you're practicing it somewhere else, that's not the dominant narrative you need to say. Maybe you're talking about something else, and it's good news to them in that way. Mm -hmm. But this is why, you know, trying to, as I always say, like, Take one theology or one understanding of the scripture and smear it over the whole thing like peanut butter. Like that's when the problem comes because we're not all the same. We don't have the same background. We don't have the same story. We don't have the same needs. Right. That's right. so like good news to me. T may not be good news to you tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? But don't make it not good news. And right. So we gotta understand that, man. Right. So that's what Christianity got to step it up, man. Right. I it's mean, be and
1: contextual. Then, and then outside of uh, outside of like the faith we're talking about, whether it's uh, Islam or, or um, Hebrew Israelites, uh when you look at Jehovah Witnesses, right? Jehovah yes. Witnesses are about putting in that work. Right? Right? I mean discipline again. Yeah, discipline, discipline yeah. again, right? Putting in that work. And they're gonna chase you down. <laughs> baby, mm-hmm. I mean, we,
0: we know you in there.
1: Right, Turn right, those lights right. back oh, on. You, you we know that, you in you, there. You, you seen that TikTok where the dude come out like he can't hear? He <laughs> Witnesses come out like he can't hear and then he's like, Oh, I'm sorry you dad but well, God bless you brother. God bless you too. And he shut <laughs> the door. <laughs>
2: Now, look, I got I got a Jehovah's Witness story for you. Okay. So I was in high school, and I remember that my mom started getting letters from some lady and that was close in the neighborhood. She was Jehovah's Witness, and she was, like, writing my mom letters. Wow. Mm-hmm. Right? So one day she tells my mom she's going to show up at the house, and, and she wants to talk with her. And so my mom already, because my mom, you know, she got her mm-hmm. Bible stuff. Mm-hmm. She ready. Right? And so I get home. And why this lady bring her daughter who goes to my school? And I'm looking at the daughter like, what the heck is going on? And she oh, looking at me wow. like she's shaking her head, like, don't say nothing, don't say nothing. Right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what, the, you know, I'm cool with you and your sister. Your sister date my boy. She ain't supposed oh to even God. be dating my boy. I, I'm like, I was wrong, like, oh my God, okay. Oh you gonna give your mama my address or something?
0: Like I said, we don't <laughs> never react to people from other religions mm. with this idea of us and them. That's right. just not how it works. I, work in our right. they go to our school. You walk in the house, they sitting on the couch at the crib. Right. Yeah. I used to always invite Jehovah's Witnesses in the crib. My my, my, uh, my wife would be like, "Why are you doing that?" Yeah. I'm like, "Cause they probably tired. They've been right. walking all day. some Come warm, get up. Some lemonade, some water, chill. Right. Uh, right. I don't want to hear what you got to say, but it's cool." Right. We right. Hang Je-
2: out. Jesus told his disciples, "Go and dust your sandals off." Yeah.
0: The <laughs> <laughs> they good people. I just don't agree with their religion
1: <laughs> right 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 but you look at uh the intentionality of it all right uh there was a pastor who was at a small church and uh young guy and um every sunday after about a six months of being at the past as a pastor he would sit by these railroad tracks after six months of pastoring and they were like hearing everybody in the town like what's going on with your pastor why is he in, why is he in front of the railroad tr- every time seen the train go by one Sunday, they put him off to the side. I said, Pastor, why are you doing this? Like, you're embarrassing us in the neighborhood. He said, well, the train is the only thing I don't have to push. Ooh. (laughs) Everything in the congregation. I got to push y'all to join the choir. I got to push y'all to sing on Sunday. I got to push y'all to be in the front. I got to push y'all to volunteer, right? The train, I sit there, okay, it's going by, it's moving. So (laughs) that's the thing with the body of Christ to me. It's like, I think the the value and the reality of grace has become so uh, diluted Mm-hmm. Uh and, and it's not seen as an accountability to, mm-hmm. right? There's some accountability to that grace, right? I mean, you expect the grace given to you from a as a child from your parents, you value that. I love my mom, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this for my mom because of what grace she gave you and extended to you and what she got her plate and gave you from that. And you take that grace and you just thank you, you should have gave me that food. <laughs> That's probably not the angle you're gonna have, right? And at least say with your head on at the crib. <laughs> Yo, we're going to be right back, man. Got more to say. And we're going to talk about how we as followers of Christ can really respond uh, in these in these aspects of faith. Church on the Block. We're going to talk about hip-hop,
0: the church, and the streets.
1: Welcome back to Church on the Block. We're talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. And we're talking about real issues about our faith and um, the mystery of what it means to to. Uh, leave the faith, and what it means to stay in the faith with the other, uh, with the absence of of real cultural dynamics of what it means to be an African American, trying to figure this life out with all the things that come at us. And we talk about Hebrew Israelites, we talking about uh, Jehovah Witnesses, Seventh Day Adventists, Muslims, and not talking about them, but talking about how that discipline in their faith becomes uh, appealing to those who are. Uh, not followers of Christ, of those who are followers of Christ, because it looks like our faith is is lame and, and weak. And T, you talked about Hebrew Israelites and the reality of your thought of moving in that vein, uh, but yet, what what pulled you back out? What not pulled you back out, but what pulled you away from? Yeah, uh, you know.
2: So what kept me?
1: Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So now
2: I will say I don't call myself a Christian. Gotcha. I call myself a Christ follower. Me too. Mm-hmm. You me too. know. Um, what kept me though is it's that same discipline that I saw in the other religions and the way that they practice. I said, if I'm going to go with them because of the things I like and what I see in them and how I see myself, then I should be able to see these same things here. Because wow. it's ultimately the same doctrine, right? So if I can see myself in the way they, they talk about the scriptures and how black people fit into the Torah and the Bible, then it's the same thing, even on this side. The only difference that I, the main thing, I did not like the way that they treated white people Mm -hmm. and I could not see myself standing on a corner bashing people and calling them, uh, what they call them, sodomites Mm -hmm. or whatever, I can't do that, that's not Uh me. I got plenty of of friends from other races, white friends too, and I'm like, I don't see myself in that part. But who Christ is to me, he's a lover. And I'm a high lover. And so I saw myself here in, in, in the Christian realm or Christ following. Doing his work yeah. and loving the way that he would love on people, yeah. and that that ultimately was the was was the that said, yeah, you know what, good to you. I still I still believe in some of the things they talk about. I do believe that African Americans may be a part of the lost tribe. It's a possibility history can't show me yay or nay mm-hmm. but ultimately i'm gonna follow christ and who he was and how he loved people and i'm gonna have that same discipline to discipline myself to continue to follow him because that's who i follow and that's who i believe in
1: yeah yeah that's good t that's good i, I believe that <clears throat> that examination that self-examination and and, and look, looking at that examination of, of your walk with christ as a christ follower um is oftentimes left out when cats like bounce because I need to push that same discipline in being a Christ follower yeah. in areas that, that I would want uh, that to grow and, and to learn and and not just to wait on that one person to bring you all the information and the knowledge that you're just relying on for them to teach you in, in certain ways. I mean you can still be a Christ follower and not agree with another follower of Christ and love the Lord at the same time and join hand in hand with, with life. You know, it's, not, it's uncommon. It's maybe a, an anomaly, it shouldn't be, but in the context of, of that reality, right? So that self-examination and that examination of where you see your faith going and wanting to go, thats that sometimes is left out. Yeah, man, no, thanks Steve for sharing that, man. Like I I try
0: to have a pretty similar litmus test for myself, right? Um, Anytime hatred creeps in, and that's why I have to check myself, right? Like, because it's easy, it's easy to fall into the trap of just really hating, you know, not just an individual person, but a group of people, uh, especially when you look at your history and it's been one of oppression, right? So the thing that I think keeps many of us attached to, you know, following Christ the way we do, and even stay connected to the church as an entity is because it's supposed to be built on love. That's why we are where we are. Why we still doing the things we're doing is because we still fall in prey to the truth of the matter is at the end of the day, loving someone who's not loving you back is way tougher Mm, come right, on. way harder. Than that mm-hmm. that's tough love. You know what I mean. That takes some discipline. That takes <laughs> discipline. You talking to me, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. that's where it's. If I find my my struggle, it's yeah. like now I need Jesus. Now I need somebody. I need the Spirit guiding me to love this person that I I can tell through their actions, their behavior, and the way they're treating me that they don't love me back. Mm. And the kind of strength that it took the person that I follow, Christ to continually love, even us, the very people that he was coming to die for, um, that's the kind of strength I want to have. That's true. That's the kind of love I want to show. And so um, I think the same thing, anything that's about what I can do, uh, who I am, right? That's why my connection to my faith will never be separated from my cultural identity, but I will never allow my cultural identity to be the only way I choose my faith. Does that true, make sense? True, right? yeah. Like. yeah. It needs to be connected to it. Yeah. I need I need to have some affirmation to who I am as a black man, but I also need to know that who I'm following and what I'm following uh, actually is consistent with who I want to be in the world—a person who loves regardless of how I'm being treated.
1: Right. I mean, Scripture saying John four and First John um, four eighteen, right? Such love has no fear, right? Because perfect love expels all fear. Yeah. I mean, that part is tough. Yeah. It's man. tough. You know what I mean? Woo. Uh, if we're afraid, it is for fear of punishment, and it shows that we have not fully experienced His perfect love. And I think oftentimes mm. when there is a a a works kind of driven faith, like you know I experienced with my relatives, who are Jehovah Witnesses, and I and I got to do this and I got to do this, and 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 depends on sometimes some some folks in Catholicism uh, have that works faith if they don't understand the grace of God. Some ca- Catholic folks follow the grace of God and, yeah. they, and they walk in that space, but it, it becomes fearful. It becomes you know, even even guys we work with on the block, man, I'm trying to do this to amend for my sins on the block. Right, Dude, I didn't do half you did, but I could never amend for the stuff I did. <laughs> you know I'm saying like, like let alone right. what you have in your mind that you've done in the context of that, it's by the grace of God that I have to surrender to. Um, Scriptures say, right, we love him because he first loved us. Mm. That was tough enough itself. Mm. Who wanna leave heaven come down to this raggedy job? You know what I'm saying? That's, you know what I'm
0: saying? We want to come
1: to the projects, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so that in and of itself is a model and an example for us to put that work in. Now, there is trauma. There is other issues, you know, that, that cause it to be blocked and mm. to see that. And you know, I've got to earn my right to God like I had to earn my right my parents or, yeah. or earn that. And all those particular things that are, that are factors in there. Sometimes people can see them. Sometimes people can't. Uh, but it's in that, it's in that space um, that I challenge us to dig deeper Uh, in in the faith, dig deeper with one another, um, to dig deeper when it comes to building community with each other uh, in those tough spaces, right? Um, It doesn't mean that you're lame or you're weak because you feel like, oh, you 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 just with that person and, and they hated you and you hated them. And, no, 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 it means you're tougher, yeah. you know, you're know you stronger. It's like, you, what, what's that movie that came out that uh, it was a black woman and, and, a, and a Klansman, right? And they came oh, and fought, yeah. they fought together yeah. against their own situation yeah. with the school district and stuff like that. It was powerful, Taraji P. Yeah, was, yeah I was remember in that, yeah. it was a good was movie. movie. Right, right. And she was a believer, right? And he called himself a believer, but he like, we got to stop hating black people. Like, what, what, what? <laughs> As a Klansman, right? Yeah. So, and then you got this one black guy who goes around to Klansmen. Right. And he got so many dragon jackets and all this kind of stuff from KKK because he does the love of God. In that. Now, you never get me to do that. I'm just going to tell you right now. <laughs> don't text me and be like, I'm going to put you to the test on that. I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, I, you know, God said, working on brother. But it's one of them kind of things where where it is. Doable. It is there. It is. It is a reality. It's not. Not that it can't. You look at Dr. King and the movement to do what he did, and the folks who follow him. That was love, right? And that was that tough love. And yet, I wish and desire that there was some reality. There's some speeches that King gave that are not oftentimes given or talked about, where he's like, you know. It is uh-huh. say, you know, after police all the way, but yes. he was close, yes, in some yes, yeah. I'm saying, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, right, those, so those king, little herd, right? Speeches. <laughs> right, and some of the speeches they believe that why he got killed, right, because of yes. something about, about poverty. So, and the reality of, of that kind of king that we know, right, that that, that is not tiptoeing around that kind of stuff needs to be heard more so that you really see that tough love in the midst of all of that, right? Um, just to just just you know, talking through this, uh, this reality, man, what would you say? Um, is a cure a possible, not a cure is a deep of a word but is, is a is a uh, movement an angle that, that the pastors or other leaders can begin to start to do um, to awaken young adults these millennials who are like you know seeing wanting to see themselves in the text wanting to see themselves in this faith what would yeah. you say? I, I just think that
0: we got to step straight into that right like that that requires us listening well uh. Um, and really having conversations about what's drawing people away from um, the faith that we've known it up to this point. And some of that is like, first of all, naming stuff that's wrong, like calling out, right? No, Jesus ain't white, right? Like calling stuff out and (laughs) saying it. Um, And then, but also going a little further and saying, and we are in the book, or we are part of the story, right? I will say, on national radio, that it frustrates me that the Bible only follows Paul's right. missionary journeys. Right. It frustrates me because it makes it seem like Christianity is a European religion. Right. If you only read the Bible and had no other books, you would barely, except for these nominal characters that show up in from, from Africa <laughs> and other places, you would think it was all about Europe.
1: Right. So it
0: frustrates me. I think pastors need to be able to say that, right, right? so that young know, people go, oh, that frustrates me too, right? right? So that we can have real conversation and dialogue about it, dive into it together, and then find books like The Lost History of Christianity right. and the Black, you know, How Africa Shaped the Mind, a Christian Mind, right? right? Find these books. Find the Christ the Eternal Tower book and read these books and find out that, man, Christianity was growing just as rapidly in Africa and Asia, exactly. just somehow that's not what got canonized mm. in Europe. And yeah. we could talk about why on another
2: show. <laughs> I, I don't know if there's anything else to add to what Jay said because he he hit the nail on the head. I think what I would like to see, though, is I would like to see some historians come together with some theologians mm. and, man, just put it together. Mm. Paint paint a picture or fill in some missing pieces. Mm. You know, um, people want to see themselves. And that's one of the things that book talked about. Uh, reading Within the Margins, it talked about uh, for different nationalities, Christ can be who they need him to be, and I can respect that. Yeah. Even though I might feel he was a different color, but I'm fine with uh, Asians saying, hey, he's he's Asian for my context. Good, if you can see yourself in him, that is great.
1: Right, right. Christ uh, is incarnational, right, right? in that reality of, That that uh, feel. I mean, it was a a father who lost his son to violence. Man, he was a pastor, and uh, he was trying to get himself together just just to deal with even the ceremony of it. And he just sat at the cross at his church and was in tears. And uh, man, people were like, "Pastor, you okay?" Said, "I'm sitting at the cross because God's son was murdered." Mm -hmm. He identified with that same reality. And in, in, in the context, shifts in that, and that, right, and that's that's the beauty of of who Christ is, right, and in, in the context of that, incarnational manifests itself uh, in real in real spaces. You know, you you look at old school Josh McDowell books, right, and in the <laughs> back, <laughs> I'm gonna throw it out there, in the back of Josh McDowell books, what I did appreciate, and I was surprised, that's why even is in my head now, different story. I'm talking about hundreds of stories where. A woman who's, an indie, uh, in, in, who's Indian, who's who uh, Hindu or Buddhist, had a dream of Jesus coming to her at night or whatever. And she goes up that morning and she just had that dream. She walks by and somebody walks by and says, Jesus loves you. And that struck her to like, I got to find out who this Jesus is. And all of a sudden, but, but sometimes we avoid the mystery of that, right? We avoid, I, I, I have a, a piece on my Facebook page where I just say, I asked for wonder. I just asked for wonder. Let me just see wonder. And I borrowed that from Abraham Heschel, Walker, mm-hmm. the uh, yeah, the uh, rabbi, because I, I, he asked for wonder. Let me just ask for wonder and let the mystery of it be not not structured. I don't have to structure the mystery of it. Let me just bathe in what God is. You imagine walking with Christ and just, I mean, stuff that's not even written in the scripture. John said, there's not enough that could be written. There's not right. a volume that could be written. Right. When Jesus just healed the little kid with the one eye, and, I said, <laughs> and all of a sudden that kid, it was just a mystery of crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? you just, I mean, human, like humans, you're not, you're not, you're not, you know, human stuff that we go through in Christ is the mystery of, of, of and he just, you just love, you just sat and talked to that person for three hours, Jesus, and loved on them and helped them. You didn't, it wasn't a healing, but the mystery of all of that, man. And this person's not even a Jew or whatever the case is. It's just a mystery of, of how God and Christ moved, and we categorize it in such a way because we have to have control. We have to have an order, a structure, and then that makes sense to me. That's what apologetics often does over the top. That's right. It creates control right. to where I can understand God in this particular box and you can't. And so therefore I'm right versus being righteous. Let's focus on being righteous versus on just being right. Right. And and, and, and and I know I know cats who on one end holler all day about whether they're, you know, Hebrew Israelites or whatever. But they got three or four women. They got so many situations going on. They over here, and I know Christians the same way. Oh yeah, like like so. It's like let's just be righteous, you know. What I mean, let's focus on being righteous. And so, in the context of what that means, right? I believe as a follower of Christ that it is pursuing, not being perfect, but but that faith in a in, in a, you know a journey in the same direction, right? That God will reveal. Uh, uh, more of his son as I walk closer to his son in that context, right? That the book, uh, you know, Walking in the Dust of Your Rabbi, right? In the midst of that piece, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I th- I know that this conversation bears more conversation about blacks in the Bible, African-American press in the Bible. So we want to bring that back. We want to bring that back. But it is in Christ, uh, as followers of Christ, who we rest in, right? And the mystery of the wonder of living for him. you already know what it is. Bars. DJs. Bars. Talk
2: to me. And more. Ooh.
1: You know, a friend of mine um, had, a, uh, had a, uh, a sheep farm or something, something weird. I'm like, a sheep farm? Like I'm used to cows, and you had a sheep farm, right? And he said, man, one day this rattlesnake, which was one of the most poisonous snakes there, bit this sheep in the face. And I was shook by it. The snake ran off, and we began to try to find it so it wouldn't do anymore. But the sheep didn't die. didn't fall out. The sheep's face just swelled up. And I was bugging because we were watching the sheep the whole time. The sheep was eating. sheep was drinking water. Going about his business like nothing happened besides the pain of the, the little pain that it had. A couple of days later, the swelling went down and the sheep was fine. And he said, man, come to find out that the blood of the lamb is a antibiotic against that poison that just hit. And that's what they often use when it comes to that blood in other people. I say here to us now, Jesus Christ is that blood of the lamb that was offered for us. So when the poison hits us as we are followers of Christ, we are able to withstand whatever may come. So go deeper into your faith. As, as T uh, said, uh, DJ Ruckus said, go deeper into your faith. Examine who Christ really is, that you will see the love that he gave for you, that you too can model that and exemplify that in this crazy world that we live in and find your grounding as an African-American person or Latino person or Korean person or Asian person in that space or white person in that space as well. <laughs> Pastor Phil, see y'all next week. Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. Peace. Thank you for listening to Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. We're back here, same time, same day, next week. Come with us.
0: crazy in streets. see
2: you